You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. Hi, listener. Uh, thanks for tuning in for this episode, The Podcasters. Uh, hope you've been listening to some great podcasts today in your routine, however you listen to them while you're cooking, which is often one of mine when I'm making the tea and hiding from the kids. Um, so yeah, I hope you've been listening to some good stuff today and recently. It'd be cool to know what you are listening to. So if you're interested in telling me, drop me a note. Um, but yeah, today I'm sharing this episode following a fantastic day at the International Women's Podcast Festival organised by Content is Queen and held at King's Place in London. It was also available online and streamed, so truly international um, and accessible. So that was really cool to see that happening. Um, but I was lucky enough to be able to attend in person. So this episode is inspired by that day, really, um, sharing some clips and some conversations I had with women at the event, uh, keeping to the themes of Mother of All Solutions, of work and motherhood and maternity, but also just a chance to connect with people and find out more about them and who they are. And I hope you enjoy finding out about them too. Um, the day itself, there was a whole range of things to go to. I was lucky enough to listen in on a panel session, which was chaired by Jude Kelly of WOW Festival. And Jude is always inspirational just in how she manages conversations and includes people, but, you know, presents really interesting content herself. So, yeah, fantastic to, to hear that. Um, I also took part in a workshop thinking about how podcasts are developed and put together and how do ideas become something that could actually be delivered and that was just made me stop and think um, and reflect on what podcasting means to me which is something that I've come to love over the past three years really making them now but before and starting just learning and listening and yeah really cool and then I also had the fun time of listening in on the Masala podcast live recording Um, just cool to see the energy of you know, women making a podcast, but live on stage and just seeing them sort of talk to each other. And yeah, it was a, it was fun, um, but also a useful learning. So yeah, I had a great day. Um, the three women whose clips I'm going to play, um, they are at different stages of their lives and motherhood journeys for, for want of a better phrase. So I spoke to Imriel, Imriel Morgan, who's the CEO of Content is Queen. She has a three month old daughter. So fantastic to, to hear what's happening in her life. So that one is the first. I also spoke to a lady called Sophie who works in marketing, isn't a mum, but has been reflecting on sort of seeing motherhood in the workplace around her through colleagues, managers. And it was really interesting to, to get to like an insight into the thought process of somebody who's maybe covered for another person's maternity leave, but isn't at that point herself so yeah that was really interesting and then my third clip is from Karen who's actually a grandma of a, a toddler and her reflections on what it was like for her parenting and working and then now being a grandparent really interesting as well so those are the clips I'm going to play just to note for listeners there is a buzz in the background of the clips I was recording live at the King's Place so I hope that doesn't put you off listening I think it adds something to it, but just a heads up 
So before you start listening to the clips, it was a live recording, so that's why it's there. So without further ado, here they are for you. I hope you enjoy them. I'm lucky enough to be sat with Imriel Morgan, CEO of Content is Queen and the organiser, host, founder of this amazing festival, the International Women's Podcast Festival. So hi Imriel. Hi. (laughs) How's it been going today for you? It's been going really well. Um, Loads of people have come up to me and said really lovely things. Um, A lady at the Sunday Times said this is like a really friendly event and she just loves that the atmosphere is so safe and open and inclusive and so I feel like I've achieved all my objectives. I'm very happy. (laughs) Well, hats off to you and your team and your colleagues for organising because it does feel like that. Like I've met some really lovely, helpful people that want to share and talk about podcasting obviously podcasting's your your work your professional life and for listeners who don't know you do you want to say a little bit about content is queen and what podcasting means for you maybe professionally first and then a little bit personally if that's okay okay i'll try to remember all of those things so content is queen is a podcasting community and production house um, so we support people from underrepresented backgrounds traditionally to access podcasting so we run two studios one in somerset house and in peckham in london um, and we make it affordable and accessible for people to be able to come and create the, AI, the ideas in their head um, and so that they can execute it in a really nice high quality way um, and so that's what content is queen is and that's what we do and we also obviously run the international women's podcast festival um, but I I guess what podcasting is for me and why I entered it was just because I was moved by by a podcast back in 2014. Um, My first podcast was Serial, so anyone that's like came to podcasting (laughs) pre-2020 probably started off on Serial. And so as cliche as it is, it was my first show and then I listened to another show called The Read and I was just really struck and taken by, um, yeah, just how open and freeing and how... uh, I guess liberating and empowering it could be to talk, to speak your truth, to tell your story, to share your point of view, um, because it's so intimate. So, I mean, my the reasons I love it and why I'm in it are the same, honestly. Like, there's no... Professionally, I think I found that it was a place that I could share my story and give my voice and be confident um, and gain confidence. But with... Yeah, it, it was the same. Like, the reasons I got into it were personal. Uh, so that's so good and I mean I started listening to podcasts in 2018 oh, I think well. when I was on maternity leave then and then in 2019 started to make this podcast Mother of All Solutions and um, so I wanted to come here today to learn about podcasting as part of the festival but also speaking to you is great because I have followed you for maybe about a year or so and then recently I've seen your post that you are recently a mother so congratulations yeah. on you. the birth of your daughter and um, who I believe from chatting to you earlier is now three months old So I wondered if we could move on from podcasting just to talk about your work now that you're a mum of a three-month-old, because you've obviously organised this festival (laughs) with a baby. I mean, congratulations. Um, So can you just say a little bit about some of the choices you've made around like having to do the festival in a time frame of maternity and some of those, I assume pressures, but that's my assumption, but a little bit about what it's been like for you. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. Where to begin? So, I mean, I was planning the festival before I got pregnant. (laughs) And so we actually had an original date in March that we were meant to do it, Went went live with that date, and then we moved it back because I was due, I think, three days before the festival. 
and she actually came early in the end so I'm glad we did move it to June but um, yeah this is like podcasting has been my whole world so I was really like determined and I was working for myself I'd just gone full-time with content is queen and then we were talking about kids and how we should navigate that and then I ended up getting pregnant and I was like oh I'm gonna have to figure out how to do this with a baby and I was dead set on not moving that date and my pregnancy was really hard like I had tons of complications in the second trimester I was basically on bed rest my water broke early and then I was just basically on like bed rest for like the final four weeks until she came so it was like a really intense time as well as planning this um, and trying to like book talents get speakers get sponsors and because I'm working content is queen is my own company so I am genuinely what I I make the money I bring in the business um, and it was really it was really tough I mean at one point we had like a massive cash flow crisis like right just as I was in the hospital after my water broke so it's been <laughs> it's been challenging uh, it's been intense I'm really really grateful to the partners and sponsors that we have because it's made my life a little bit like easier and I'm so glad that the event's here and happening but yeah it, it's not been an easy it wasn't an easy pregnancy thankfully motherhood for me has been kind like the baby is lovely she genuinely sleeps through the night <laughs> no everyone's like how why and I was like I think she just knows that if she didn't sleep maybe I would not be around anymore <laughs> which sounds really bleak but I, I don't know if I would cope very well <laughs> maybe there's something so you had that tricky pregnancy maybe like the karma is now you have to have like a good yeah. what they often refer to as the fourth trimester because you know those first three months I mean you're still like she's part of your body in lots of ways still right and exactly. um, well yeah as you said it's your business so if things don't happen your business suffers it's not as if you're on and on maternity leave from an employer's mm -hmm. so is there anything you've noted or anything you've prepared for around that like as a, a business owner um, um not I, I guess it wasn't deliberate I hadn't thought about motherhood or um when I set up the company I just did not <laughs> probably should have but I didn't um and so what worked in my favor was how I paid myself actually benefited me and this is probably something I'll do going forward um so I know that some people who are freelance or run their own companies or limited companies they do like a really low salary then a dividend um and so when you're when you go to get maternity leave I can do maternity leave and I get like the statutory amount, which I can, I think you can reclaim from the government um, if you're a small business. Um, so that was like the one definite thing that I was like, I'm so grateful I can still be paid like 90% of my salary like a real employer. And at the time I was like, can I pay myself? Because we were, we had, a, like I said, a cash flow crisis right in the middle. Um, and I was like having to make really, really tough decisions in a hospital bed. But I think in terms of, running the business I think in the run-up to her being born I just remember sh having to really strip back and really focus like what does this company want to be because I think we had a lot of luxury of just being like well we'll do a bit of production we'll do a bit of membership we'll do a bit of this and actually having a baby was like actually no what this is a grown-up company I mean it was always a grown-up company but it's like actually we don't have the luxury of kind of putting our fingers in all of the pies just yet we actually need to really drill down and focus on what's bringing in revenue and what's working for us and um, doing more of that so we really focused on production we focused on the festival um, and I'd love to be able to branch out and start doing all the things and experimenting again but for now like that was the biggest decision was just like hyper focusing on what's working 
um, and kind of cutting away all the stuff that wasn't. That's super interesting, Imriel. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for organizing the festival and uh, for supporting podcasters of all scales, yes. shapes and sizes. So um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. And um, yeah, keep in touch. Thank all right, you. Take care. Thank you so much. I will. <laughs> Saturday the 18th of June and um, fantastic lineup of speakers but one of the most exciting things to do is just to sort of chat to people and meet people in the intervals and um, so one of uh, the lovely ladies that I've met today is Sophie Sophie Doyle so we're gonna chat to Sophie for a little bit so hi Sophie hello <laughs> how's your festival going so far oh, I'm loving it I'm meeting all new people hearing about all different podcasts so yeah it's really insightful I am enjoying it yeah Good. And um, Sophie, what's your professional background? What have you come today doing? Are you a podcaster already or what's your thing? Um, we are purely on research. So me and my work colleague, we are a digital marketing agency and uh, we really want to break into the podcasting world. So we're getting as much information, as much facts and advice as possible so that we have the best sort of foundation to kickstart our own really. Oh no, it's great. And I think this is the, the place to learn in the kind of key sessions and then chatting afterwards. And as we were chatting, you were asking me about my podcast and I was trying to explain Mother of All Solutions. And in that conversation, you and your colleague, you explained you're not parents yourselves, but you were having conversation with me about, you know, your thoughts on your career and if you were to take maternity leave. And um, do you want to share a little bit about, um, as someone who isn't yet a parent, you know, how, how have you observed that space? How have you observed the parenting space and seen people around you navigate their careers as they become parents? So there's sort of two sides to it. So I have worked as a maternity cover before and I, you know, become really involved in the company culture and made really nice connections and then I've had to obviously move on from there and leave that job behind and um, wish that I could stay on so that's one side of it and then also the other side is that I am constantly worried that if I ever was to start my own family um, will I ever be able to you know keep up with what's happening without me there so our job is so fast-paced and things are changing every day and I do feel like if I took the time off would I come back a bit of a novice and feel like I've missed out on too much and have too much to learn so there's like all these questions that go around in your head and no one really talks about it or has that sort of advice for you so yeah it's it's a crazy crazy vibe it's so interesting because it's that kind of thing I think before I became a mum I didn't talk to people about this which is probably one of the reasons why I was so keen to start the podcast because like people should be talking about this but um yeah and I have also been conscious of my maternity covers I mean I've taken maternity leave twice got two kids the first time there wasn't actually a maternity cover in place um, and so that was pressure in some ways on me because I was thinking oh, bits of my job aren't being done I mean some bits other bit members of the team had to pick up and then I felt guilt that people were getting extra workload but actually your role covering a maternity position like becoming part of the team getting like involved in the job enjoying that role but then knowing it's a finite thing that it's likely to end it it must yeah did you ever have any conversations with the woman who was on maternity leave when you did that or 
No, I, I never even got to meet the person that I was covering for maternity leave. But um, in my current job, um, we deal with quite a lot of clients. And one of our clients um, is on a maternity cover at the moment. So she's covering someone that we were really, really close to. And she's just left. I think she's maybe been off for about two months now. So it's really early days. And um, we do social media and things like that. And one of the things we did for this client's company was put out an International Women's Day post where everybody's photo was put on the post and sent out on um, social media. And we said to our client, are you getting put on the International Women's Day post? And she was like, no, I'm not, because I'm not a part of the core team. And it really shocked me, actually, that for her, she wasn't seen as someone that was adding to the company culture or respected in that company because she was just going to be going after a couple of weeks, uh, after a couple of months, once her maternity cover was done. She was like forgotten and so that side of it I was like oh bless you like you're stepping in and helping and keeping the role going but you're not even looked at as a part of the team wow I mean I mean that's like quite shocking really isn't yeah. it I mean it I mean it all comes down to like good management for both sides like the person on maternity leave and then the person doing the cover that whoever's managing that process includes both yes. women right and yes. or both people depending on who's doing the cover and yeah because also thinking about my my second maternity leave I had a fantastic person come in and cover for me I mean I can't take any credit for recruiting that person that was done like you know through the management and I was like when I came back we had a handover which was great but I also felt like guilty because everyone had got to know and really like her so shout out to Genevieve um, <laughs> <laughs> like she knows she did a good job and lots of people know she did a good job and I was like well they want me back because they've all got to like Genevieve now and uh, yeah it's weird it's weird that's mm. the bit that I um, worry about too because I've been on the other side I've been that maternity cover I know that um it must feel weird coming back to a job once you've not been there for so long. And then if they have made this connection with the maternity cover, how do you then slot back in? And how do you, yeah, there's guilt there, isn't there? Or you, like, but there shouldn't be. There's that, that stigma shouldn't be there. Um, but yeah, definitely I have thought to myself, would I be able to keep up? And also would I even want to go back afterwards as well? Like my job is so fast paced and so intense and there's a lot of pressure on me day to day. I have thought as well, if I was to go back, would it be part-time or would I even go back? Would I do my own thing? So yeah, there's questions for all women really, no matter what stage you are with your life. Um, it is a big topic that definitely needs to be discussed. Well, thank you so much, Sophie, for sharing those thoughts. And may I suggest you listen to Mother of All Solutions. <laughs> I mean, I think... I've followed it already. Oh, thank you, thank you. Because, yeah, as you say, these things need to be talked about, whether you're in the in the moment of it or reflecting back on it or preparing for it or just, you know, thinking you need to be more sensitive and involved in the discussions around it or aware of what's happening with your colleagues. So thank you, Sophie. And um, best of luck with starting your podcast. Thank you so much for your time and showing me all the tools and tricks. You've been the great help and uh, lovely company. Thank you, Sophie. Keep in touch. Bye. <laughs> Hi listeners, I am now sat with Karen Arthur who has been introduced to me over our late lunch today at the International Women's Podcast Festival in King's Place. Um, 
Karen was introduced to me as somebody who knows about the parenting space. So hi to Karen. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Karen. Well, it's been lovely to meet you. Um, so I, as I've said, just met you. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your podcast and then tell me a little bit about your family too, Karen? Hi. Uh, so my podcast is called Menopause Whilst Black. And it is the first podcast um, that focuses primarily on black British women's experiences of any stage of menopause. Cool. I will have to listen. I've listened to lots of podcasts in the kind of perimenopause kind of vibe because that's the bit I'm more approaching. So I'm, I, will, I will listen to this one as well, though. So, Karen, that's your podcast. That's the reason why you're at the festival today. What's your family life and any other sort of um, kind of takes on parenting that you want to, sh- to share about yourself now? So I'm a yo-yo empty nester. Uh, so I have two daughters. They are uh, 31 and 27. And I also have a grandson who's two and a half. Uh, both my daughters have moved out, moved back, moved out, moved back, moved out. Uh, and my youngest one is coming back uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, and yeah, and I see my grandson. I have my grandson for long weekends, maybe once a month or so. So I've... And I'm a single mother, so I I, uh, brought my kids up, I suppose, in the last 15 years alone. Um, And, you know, and yeah, that's it. That's a lot. It's not just (laughs) that's it. But no, thank you for sharing that, Karen. And then I've checked out your Instagram in our break as well. And you also um, sew, design, yeah? What's the other facet of your life? And then we'll have the whole (laughs) picture of Karen. Well, I suppose the main facet of my life is that I was a teacher for 28 years. And then seven years ago, I had a breakthrough. Some people call it a breakdown. And I ended up leaving my career behind. And um, after, you know, going into therapy and turning the gaze on myself, as they say, I then uh, moved across to become a fashion creative. I've always sewed, but I call myself a fashion creative because I don't make clothes only. I have a piece uh, that I've made a piece of art for the Migration Museum in Lewisham that's currently showing. And I've also dressed Queen Victoria, or the statue of Queen Victoria, in Liverpool um, last year. So um, so I'm fashion creative. I teach anybody who wants to know how to sew or elevate their sewing skills. Um, And then I speak about menopause a lot. Well, we'll leave the menopause chat for another another chat, another podcast, maybe. But for now, um, Mother of All Solutions is about women navigating their return to work following maternity and generally around motherhood. How have you navigated that? Your girls, as you've said, are older, but they have come in and out of living with you. You've been a teacher. You're now a creative. You know, like, how have you managed your career alongside motherhood? Um, just a kind of few thoughts on that, how you've done it. I think that when I when I was teaching and I was pregnant, I literally didn't have, certainly with my first, I didn't have the money, in a sense, to be able to have as much time off for maternity leave as I wanted to. So I literally had three and a half months off and then I was back at work. And that, I found that really, really hard. Um, and I found, um, I guess I felt slightly alone as well. With my second child, I saved so that I could have an extra couple of months off, which I think was worth it. I think the hardest thing is when you go back to work, and certainly in teaching, I don't know, in other professions, but you're expected to just hit the ground running. Um, I think that was difficult. But I think now my approach to parenting is different because I have a grandson, you know, and I, 
I can be present more. I think with my girls, I was so I spent a lot of time future worrying, trying to keep my mortgage, trying to look after my relationship, trying to look after my kids, trying to do my job. Whereas now, um, so I was never kind of in the room with the kids, if that makes sense. I was putting them in front of things, or I was, you know, worrying about the lunch or that kind of thing. How I was going to look after them, how I was going to keep them alive. Whereas with my grandson, I get the, the luxury of being able to play. Yes, it's harder because he's got more energy and I have less. But at the same time, I'm enjoying. I'm in, and I'm also loving watching his mother, my eldest daughter, who's become, you know become a mother and how she has, while she has a different parenting style to me, I think hers is because she's more confident. Whereas I was just scared all the time. <laughs> I'm reading a lot of books and hoping I'd get it right. But parenting isn't like that. No parent knows what they're doing. Everybody is just winging it. And once you get that, you do the best that you can with what you have at the time, you know? Oh, so I'm so pleased you've shared that. And um, I know listeners can't see us, but I am nodding. When you're talking about like, when you're with your kids, you're not always in the room because you're like prepping the lunch or hanging the washing out or doing whatever else it is. So, I mean, I'm sure that grandparenting phase is a, a good one for you to be in now. It sounds like you're enjoying it. But, but <laughs> reflecting on also like, you know, you've talked a bit about you didn't have long enough maternity with your first child, but you sort of seeing your friends and um, now your daughter become a, a parent. Have you kind of noticed sort of like changes in how like, dare I say, generations talk about parenting or the motherhood space? Because obviously it's now seen as a topic to be discussed more and more people are making podcasts about it or having instagram feeds sharing their experiences of motherhood mother sharing their experiences of motherhood um have you noticed any changes good or bad i think that social media has come into the arena has entered the room the building and i feel that actually we can be down on social media but actually it's a good thing it is because it means that you can find someone who is living a similar lifestyle to you. You can find someone who has similar views to you and makes you feel like you're not so alone. Parenting is hard. Women are policed at every turn. And mothers in particular, everybody has an opinion about how you should bring up your child, whether you should breastfeed, whether you should sleep them with them or put them in a cot, you know, whether you should give them an iPad to look at. There's so many bloody rules. And I say, I think that in some senses social media has helped kind of dispel that because you have to do you and if you are on social media then find the people who speak to the way in which you're living because there's always someone you know yeah and it's it's finding that that path for you that suits you yeah okay thank you so much karen and to end the conversation we're at a podcasting festival any think that you would like recommend to listeners that you've heard today doesn't have to be in the parenting space at all just something you've enjoyed today or a podcast you've heard of today that you would tell listeners to look out for obviously i'm going to mention mine menopause was black but i did go into the masala podcast live and i love that uh, it was um Four women on the panel are just talk, talking from a South Asian point of view about life as a woman. I don't know the names of all the panellists, but I certainly know Salma, who's written a book. Um, and I've also, there was a comedian and uh, oh, it was just brilliant. It was funny. 
Uh, there are lots of parallels, you know, and lots of things that resonated. So, yeah, definitely the Masala podcast is one that I'd recommend. Yeah, and I was in that session too and enjoyed listening to the four women talk. So, yeah, thank you for that, Karen. And thank you for sharing a bit about your life and your thoughts on motherhood for the podcast. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. Thank you. You're very welcome. I wish I had more for you, but, you know, it's, it was on the ground, just making it happen as and when I could. Um, I hope the background buzz of the the festival didn't put you off. Um, it actually, well, it just kind of communicates that there was other people in the room and enjoying themselves and meeting each other and chatting. So I hope you, you, you took something from them. Um, I'll pop some links in the show notes so you can find out more. And yeah, do keep in touch with Mother of All Solutions at Solutions Mother on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you want to email me directly, motherofallsolutions at gmail.com. And if you can do, it would be amazing if you could rate the podcast in whatever podcast app you use on Spotify or Apple, say. Um, if you could tell friends, whether that's through your social media or a WhatsApp group you might be on that you think would be relevant to. Um, yeah, and just help spread the word because this is a sort of small independent podcast that I make as and when I can the best I can. So any support and input from you as a listener would be amazing. Um, so yeah, if anybody also wants to just chat to me about podcasting, um, very informally, if you're thinking of doing something yourself without experience in it and you need a kind of friendly guide, then I would be very happy to, to help with that. So drop me a note and I'll see what I can do. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, keep listening to other podcasts, keep listening to women, keep communicating and giving your voice as well if you can in whatever way you can. Thank you and stay well. Bye.